episode numero 47 thanks for joining us opening take steve scott what do you got big take tonight's going to be the most viewed listen to podcast of all time i'm doing my best i'm live streaming this through twitter right now right now i'm speaking into the microphone and it's zooming in on gilly's face it's going to be a fucking rough and rowdy time i'm so excited that's my big take tonight all right that was awful gilly give me something better than that Fucking pessimist. Ah, <laughs> uh, what up? I'm just uh, a little curious in terms of uh, what the, what this episode's about to bring. I, it's, the buildup is real. I feel like we haven't hyped up an episode like this in quite some time, so should be should be pretty wild. My my big take is that this is going to be our most listened to episode ever. That's a pretty big take. All right, oh, true. We've got steep comp- stiff competition, so. Absolutely. Yeah. Josh, you got a big take laid on me. Maybe. You know, know what? Hold on, real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I Gilly. felt like Steve had to say something, so I just was like. Yeah, thank you, Josh. Thank you. Yeah. I just said the same thing Gilly said, and you, you made it about yourself. Me. You made it all about yourself. I did not. <laughs> I'm live streaming on Twitter. Be sure to watch me. I was hyping it. I'm going to. Be it the most viewed. Me, me, me. Selfish. No, so this is going to be the most streamed Selfish. thing of all time. Selfish. This is a group effort here. Minor okay. big take. How is this going to be the best episode of all time? Okay, because... That's I don't a question. Know. Cushman, You're Cushman's about to here. be mind, mind blown. Ready? Jason Veritek was the greatest Red Sox to wear number 47. for the four, oh, This is the 47th episode. When was that? It was just a thing. You didn't know? I had, no, I had no clue. Okay, that's a big take then, isn't it? It's hard to go find out if it's is if it it's real or not. I don't know. Go find out. A lot of lot of legendary number forty sevens for the Red Sox. Scott Hatterberg. Yeah. Scott Hatterberg. Then you got Travis Shaw. Ever heard of him? Oh please, Tyler Near Thornburg. Dong City. Washed up. Washed up in AAA now. How how weird is that though? That all right, Josh. You're right. Yo, Scott Hatterberg. Yeah, just saying. Hashtag Moneyball. Have I, any of you guys seen that movie since we've discussed it? I sure haven't. No. Oh, my God. Actually, big take. Tyler Thornburg. Best 47 ever do it? <laughs> Was that thunder? Yeah, bro. We heard that through the pod? Oh, yeah. We're going to die tonight. Definitely a, chance, water. definitely a chance we lose power. Oh yeah, I just heard it. In, yeah, I just heard it in ours too. Wow, Tyler Thornburg was forty-seven. Wow. All right, uh, my big take. I put a topic down, but you guys probably didn't <laughs> see it. Obviously, make it selfish, Oliver. Come on, yeah. I want to hear about your life. Well, the, make the, it about you. The topic that came to mind this morning that I jotted down uh, was underrated songs that most people think is overrated. So like. A lot of people are like, oh, that song's so rated. And you're like, no, dude, that song's actually banging. Old Town Road. That's a good one. <laughs> Yo, it sounds like we're taking it in water, too. Sorry. I, I don't know I, what I'll made me think of it, back. but I need a doctor. Is that Was that for me? Really? Great song. Really? I don't like that song. 
The beat, I mean, the, the girl singing, I don't know. Doesn't do it for me. Hey, fun fact, though, Oliver, that girl that sings that chorus sings the chorus of Where'd You Go with Fort, by Fort Minor. Did not know that. I didn't know Under that. Under Isn't it Skylar Gray or something like that? Yes, and she's Holly Brooke for Fort Minor. She changed her name. Wait a second. No look, way. Look that up. Yep. Wow. Skylar Gray is also like Holly Brooke, whatever the fuck her name was. Let's see. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, you're right. See? Gray signed a publishing deal with Universal and recording contract with Machine Shop Recording under the name Holly Brooke. Well, there you go. Did you like that? She co-wrote Love the Way You Lie. No shit. There's an overrated song that's actually overrated. Yeah, I hate that song. Why I can tell you what it really is. Words I never said, that's the one I'm thinking of. Oh, Lupe? Yeah, I knew I knew her name from somewhere. I think that's what it's from. Right. Wow. 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 Woo! Man. Any Willow Smith song is my that's my big take. Any Willow Smith song. Okay. So overrated? That is underrated. Willow Smith is very good. Talented. I like, I like Willow Smith's music. Yeah. Alright, well, today we have on recurring guest, one and only Red Sox connoisseur, the Cushman, the Cushmeister. Cushy Main? Cu- <laughs> oh. Cushy Main. <laughs> 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 Terry Cushman will be joining us today. So we're going to save most of our Red Sox talk for him because it's about to get hot like a sauna in here. Stay is tuned for that. Is today's episode the most Twitter-hyped episode we've ever done? I think so. Um, the one our first at, one. It's up there, but the one after we played one-on-one was pretty hyped too. True, true. Me and Gilly still never played our one-on-one. I know. Whoa! But you, let's do it. This, yeah, today was super hyped. So back to the basketball thing. Yeah, are you guys gonna play? Sure, because we know you guys want to play. I'm down. We do. Oh, I'm. <laughs> I'm looking why for do I want, to play. Why do I need to play? I got nothing to prove. You gotta defend the title, dude. Why? I have it. Someone always wants to grab it, man. You gotta be ready. It's mine. Not forever. I, I mean, if I never play again, it's mine forever against you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Biggie Smalls died in 97, but you know what? I don't even know what I'm trying to get at. Eminem is the best rapper of all time. About that. Big take. Whoa, that's a big take, dude. Is that a real take? I hope not. Yeah, well, lyricist, probably. Mm. You say Eminem? Yeah, I just said it. <laughs> I don't hate it. Yeah, I mean, I it. yeah. I don't know who else is up there. Who do you I think mean, the most underrated rapper of all time is? Like, like Logic. big rapper, not like, like obviously, I'd say like John Connor. But you guys just be like, oh, fuck you, John yeah, Connor. That. Yeah. But like, so like big name out there that you think is super underrated. Well, not super, but like underrated. I go Big L. Oh yeah. Oh, that's that's actually a good one. Um. Uh, 
good yeah, question. I don't know. I'd go, really have to think about that. Go in a bunch of different directions. I feel like there are a lot of like random, not underground guys, but like MF Doom types, where it's just like they probably don't get the hype they deserve. Like JLX. I mean, and he's kind of underrated because he has, just doesn't put out really anything. But every time he puts out like oh, no. a like a feature verse, usually doesn't disappoint. I'm trying to think of a a, a big time guy. Uh, big boy doesn't get a lot of credit from out there. Neither does really Andre three thousand. Like he was. That's a good one. Kind of, like big, a little bit because of Outcast, but That's never really one. got the love. He gets it now, though. Everybody's like, "Oh yeah, Andre 3000. You guys when know when he's featured uh, on something, though. You know, like, know. you know Ben Nijame, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He thinks Andre 3000 is the greatest rapper ever. It's his favorite. He thinks he's the, the goat. He is oh. quietly up say. there. I, I'm not going to deny. I like it. It's ambitious. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Oh, my dog's being an asshole. One second. Fucking cheese. It's probably because you named him after a piece of shit player. That's not true. It's it's absolutely <laughs> true. Wrong as shit. Nope. No. Guys, you got to back me up here. When he first got Chief, he was like, yeah, I named him after Kareem Hunt because he's on my fantasy team. That's 100% what happened. That's what Show I was told. Show me the car facts. That, Show me that's the car what facts I was told back in the day. I mean, Chief Keefe. Right? Definitely Chief underrated. Keefe. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, no. He's terrible. Chief Wahoo. Uh oh. Wasn't Michael Chavis' nickname Chief? Yeah, Chief Chavis. Yep. Man, Chief. Chief Wahoo. So you're a racist now, too, Steve? Damn. Yeah, see? Look at this. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going to heck. Speaking of which, can we transition into Tyree Kill real quick and how he's not getting suspended at all? Ridiculous. Especially after the audio. Takes? Reaction? Bad. Bad, right? Dumb. Awful for the NFL. Cool. All Terribly right. awful. I think that, uh, yeah, I had a feeling that was going to be unanimous. Oh. Our house just got struck by lightning. <laughs> Josh is going to be all in the same boat there. Uh, do I we want die. to get anything off our chest before Cushman comes on? Because he's going to be on momentarily, so we'll probably send it to that interview. Unless, yeah, real quick. Yeah, what is what does your team name mean? Because that's an egregious accusation that <laughs> my opponent hates pizza. What are you talking about? Uh, I'm uh, <laughs> you know, you know how when like you team. don't know what you want to do with your career and you're like, oh, I'm just in between jobs. Like I don't know what I'm doing yet. I'm in between yeah. team names right now. I don't know where I want to go with it. Okay, so that was just like a, a quick one. It's, it's temporary for the moment, but hey, if it brings good is luck it? tonight, maybe it'll stick. I don't know. Does it have a basis? No, absolutely not. Really just, okay. You're just like trying to insult me some way. Yes. Yeah. Just... All right. Well, yeah, I thought you. I just totally missed something. You, you, well, you yeah. just happen to be my team, my opponent at a at a bad time. That's all. Okay. Faceless opponent. Right. If it if I wanted to direct it at you, I'd say you know Steve hates fucking pizza. I got you. All right. My ideal situation would be if you didn't change it for several weeks. And people didn't notice it until they were your matchup, and they each got separately offended. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. <laughs> They're just like, hey. That'd be wildly your, uh, impressive. You got an issue with my pizza <laughs> selection? <laughs> Negative three. What the heck? Oh, sun and gray. Bad start. Rip. Hashtag tanking. Hashtag tankaroonie. Sunny gray for a fourth. Who wants them? Oh, uh, not me. Yikes. 
Yikes. All right. Um, Is Cushman ready to do this? Probably. We'll wrap up this little intro, barring any other last-second takes or or adus, as Josh and I had it last last week. What? David Price is good. Was, yeah. So, without any further ado, unless there's another ado, we will send it off to the interview slash conversation with Terry Cushman. Marcus Smart is going to win the USA basketball team, the, the FIBA World Cup. They're going to take gold. It's going to be because of Marcus Smart. Thank you. I like it. Captain America. See you on the other side. AKA. See you on the other side. Yeah, the other side. See ya. See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. <laughs> All right, here we are. We are welcoming on three-time guest now? Three-time recurring guest. The one and only Terry Cushman. Uh... He reached out, said, hey, let's fucking talk Red Sox. So here we are. Terry, thanks for joining us. How's it going? Yeah, no problem. Wish uh, the circumstances were better. (laughs) True, true. Absolute Red Sox legend on Twitter. (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Humble. We like it. We love it. You're an icon, honestly, though, Terry. Like when people talk Red Sox Twitter, they, everyone knows Terry Cushman. Whether, it's awesome. Whether it's, it's really cool. Whether it's good or bad, they know who you are. <laughs> it's it's bad a lot of the time. No, we're just, no. We're, not always. We're just joking before on a second ago about you know WWE, and I had a poll out maybe a month ago. Would I be a good guy or a bad guy? Eighty percent said I would be a bad guy <laughs> if, I, if I were a wrestler. <laughs> I'm sure you got quite a few votes too. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Oh, you're Pretty in funny, like maybe. large sample size. <laughs> Eddie Guerrero's yeah. in like the generation next, like fucking Terry Cushman style. I'd be badass. <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> Latino Heat. Yeah, hey, go Latino. I have one question before we get into the Red Sox. All right. Do you really think the moon landing is fake? Yeah. I I probably do. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't get into this stuff publicly, but I am a raging conspiracy theorist. Oh, I'm man. like the biggest anti-government guy. I save stuff for mostly Facebook and get them people upset and I try to keep it to, you know, you know, keep keep Twitter as straight as I can. I've been I, I've been banned from Facebook before. I'm on my second account. <laughs> no way! For what? I have an I have an immaculate record uh, on Twitter. So, <laughs> what happened Harry, on Facebook? I'm adding you on Facebook right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get this on my Facebook feed. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh That's hilarious. How do you get banned from Facebook? From Facebook, though? I've never heard that ever. There's some that. bad uh, things on Facebook too, Terry. What are you doing? Well, Facebook, <laughs> you don't need Facebook to get into jail. it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, we're on your side. We're on your side. I'm a, I'm a convicted felon on Facebook. <laughs> you know what? All right. So, Terry's uh, in the right. Zuckerberg's in the wrong. So you're okay by us. Terry, Terry yeah. Cushman, yeah. noted Red Sox. <laughs> Fanatic, also huge conspiracy theorist, so it's good to know. <laughs> yeah, raging, 
raging your, conspiracy <laughs> awesome. What's your favorite Red Sox conspiracy? Do you have any like off the top Ooh. of your head? Oh, I don't know if I uh... like any trades that happen. You gotta have like a happen? Theo conspiracy. Yeah. Or sharing. Well, you know, I think with the Carson Smith trade, you know, everybody everybody raved how how great of a trade that was, and so many other GMs thought that the Red Sox kind of pulled a fast one on everyone. But if you look at the injury history of, of Carson Smith. Had to have Tommy John, has a, a shoulder issue. I think some of that might have been known before the trade was made, and and but Dombrowski was just kind of willing to take a flyer because we gave up Wade Miley and wasn't Rowanis. That, wasn't that Elias. I think that was a no. Nope, that trade. was really no, no, because Miley was kind of like in a way the corresponding move to the David Price signing. So he was the odd man out, basically. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it was late. That's late, always been a Ben uh, Sherrington move in my mind. Interesting. Well, my, uh, Miley was brought in by Sherrington, yeah, yeah. but traded by uh, Dombrowski. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like a stud right now with the uh, Astros. So. Yeah, he's putting together a good year. That's just the Astros, yeah. right? The Astros effect. That's what it seems to be. <laughs> mm-hmm. The new thing where they just make they just take some guy off the scrap heap and uh, and make them. Good, if not great. For example, Garrett Cole it's, last year. Although sad. he was obviously higher pedigree than Wade Miley. But... Charlie Morton. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, Brad Peacock has been good in spots as well as you know that that spin rate program. You know, supposedly. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's a conspiracy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. If you're talking to Trevor Bauer, I, love I was just going to say Bauer, Trevor Bauer. Yeah. He, he... Oh man. I would like if I could hang out with a, a baseball player for a day. Fuck everyone on the Red Sox. I'm hanging out with Bauer. <laughs> I'm out with Bauer. You don't want to talk conspiracies with David Price? You'd rather. Uh... <laughs> oh. Yeah, I can't hang out with Price. Who would be the most likely Red Sox to uh, Red Sox player to to be a conspiracy theorist in your in your take opinion? There, oh, I, I have the answer. Be? I have the answer right away. And you're not going to like uh, it. Who is it? Pedroia. Who 100%. is it? Really? He's a huge Bigfoot guy. He is no. a huge Bigfoot guy. Huge yeah, Bigfoot guy. He's without a doubt big conspiracy guy too. No question. Well, that's because he's like a little person anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's Bigfoot to him. I think that's why he What's missed that Johnny Pesky's funeral. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's hunting exactly. down Bigfoot. <laughs> Oh, God. He was big for hunting that day. He couldn't make it. Oh, here's one for you. Here's a conspiracy for you. Yeah. Is is Big Poppy still in the hospital? Ooh. Where else would he be? Oh. Wyoming somewhere? I don't know. <laughs> protective, like hiding out like protective Tupac? custody, whatever it's called. Or something. That whole thing's so messed up. That's yeah. Damn, yeah that was a wild. You're right. That's a... That's going to be something we probably never like, find out the full full story of, right? No, 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 I don't think so. No way. And here's the thing: I think the I think that his you know native government might have been behind it because look at it this way: if he dies and they're in on it, no one's really going to connect it, and he's going to be martyred anyway. You know, so I don't think they care. You know, and it's just such a 
you know well whether you they, know countries that are sorry like whether they countries that are, are like <laughs> you know what's funny is earlier Steve was like we're gonna look we're gonna talk over each other more than fucking good morning America <laughs> <laughs> it's coming true <laughs> we haven't even gotten to the juice yet no <laughs> alright <laughs> I, I don't remember Terry what I was gonna say anyway over. so yeah keep yeah. going <laughs> Countries like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just governments that don't have a good enough hold on things. You know, there's going to be corruption, I guess, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah whether, I got it now. Whether, like, they were either behind it or with the cover-up, whatever it was, it's just not a good look. No, they absolutely didn't, not. They didn't do Ortiz any favors there. And, and the the shooter could have been casted for that scene in Dumb and Dumber, you know, in the hotel room where <laughs> the bullets went everywhere else. But yeah, that was the worst shot of all time. Like, that video. Like, what are you doing? I mean, I'm I'm so glad things, you know, didn't work out. But wow. yeah, what a this shitty assassin. Is, this is wild. <laughs> <laughs> what, are we, what are we doing? <laughs> So socks are our face. Nothing, guys. Here we go. Socks. We're back. Socks, socks are back. Oliver looks like Andrew Benintendi with his headband. I can't. Uh, I, I just, Terry, what do you think? Terry, what do you think about Oliver's headband there? Yeah, how does it, how's it look? It's his new look. Uh, I'm training my hair. Yeah, I don't know. I think he's trying too hard. When I I gotta I gotta use bank. it while I got it. <laughs> You remind me of Andrew Benintendi right now, though, with his uh. Hey, full... he's a big headband guy. That's true. He is, isn't he? Yeah. A lot of baseball guys are headband guys. Now that I think about it. You like the Karate Kid? Not a lot. More than I would think. You never see. You never see him though, because it's always under their helmet. True. Yeah. Probably. All right. Anybody want to bring up a, a an opening Red Sox topic? What's the first thing that we're gonna kill each other? talking about let's here. talk let's talk price versus Eckersley that that oh, revival God. of that oh, we'll, we'll get that one over with and then we'll talk about buyer buying versus selling at the deadline next. okay how about that sounds good price is a dish <laughs> didn't see so that was one coming the, your live your live uh thing the other day was uh david price is a fucking coward oh yeah 100 <laughs> <laughs> percent Wait, so you 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 caption that before you record, correct, or before you go live? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's awesome. It was all capitals. I was I was pulling into work, and I got a notification, and it said, well, "I don't know the first thing," and then it said that whole yeah. David Price the I fucking got the coward. Same one. I got the same one. <laughs> I was like, I gotta see this, but I didn't have much time. So, can you like give us like a little uh, like reasoning behind it <laughs> that he's a fucking coward in all caps? Yeah, I mean, he just seems to have appointed himself as like the authority on on Dennis Eckersley's broadcast career. It's up to David Price what Dennis Eckersley can and can't say, mm-hmm. you know. And, and Eckersley apparently needs to have a permission slip signed to give a fucking interview. And Dennis Eckersley has has never strayed from the actual facts of what happened. He hasn't. You know, he hasn't embellished or, or anything. You know, he's stuck to the facts. Price reads aggregated version that WEI put out, which was only based on the excerpt of the actual controversy. 
And then he goes out there and slanders Eckersley with all of these lies about his documentary, about how he doesn't have any friends and there was there was no teammates in there when there was six, plus Tony LaRussa. LaRussa was in there ten times. Somebody counted. Apparently it was ten. And so Price and and so Price basically slanders him and then shames him for not accepting his apology, you know, and it's just, uh, I mean, Price needs to own it. How hard would it be for David Price to go out one time, grab his favorite reporter, whether it's Garen Austin or he could probably grab Jerry Remy for it or, or Tom Karen and just lay it all out there and be like, I was a dick for doing that. There were so many other ways to handle it. I went about it the completely wrong way. Dennis Eckersley was a great pitcher. He's highly respected as a player and a broadcaster, and I shouldn't have disrespected him in that manner. You get that out there once, and then anytime, anytime it comes up after that, be like, listen, I owned it. You know, Go watch the interview with so-and-so. I feel bad about it. But David Price isn't interested in that because he's fucking narcissistic. That's probably not the, the best word for it or maybe self-entitled i don't know but he's never gonna own it because he thinks he's smarter than everyone else and and whatever when that went down on the plane never in a million years did he think he was going to be still answering that you know every couple of years and you know because he thinks he can control everything and then he's a fucking hissy fit when he can't when he can't ultimately control it so fuck David. So you know, it's too bad he's not pitching better because we could have shipped him. He's pitching all right. He's the Come best on. pitcher they have. No, we'll get to that after. But what? just a couple uh, thoughts. I think it's e- Erod at this point. That's he's yeah, but you're like, not going to get like much for Erod. Anyways, we'll get to that. You know, buyers and sellers and all that crap in a little bit. But I will okay. say, you know me, and most I think generally on this podcast, big David Price podcast. But I will say. <laughs> They are both Eckersley and Price. Here, about to hang up right now. Both look like assholes here. First, well, Eck yeah. can say yuck to a bad outing. That's okay. Price shouldn't really get mad at that. But if what Price said is true, and he wanted to meet with Eck behind closed doors and settle it, and Eck didn't even show up, I think that's a bad look on Eck. And then, you know, Price went on this little rampage last week. Kind of hard to defend him because. Uh, like you said, he literally didn't fact check anything he said about the the uh, network MLB network special. But at the end of the day, they both kind of look like you know fighting middle schoolers over you know a missed AIM message or something like that. just something so little and dumb that could have been solved so easily that's dragged on for two years that really has no relevance, anyways. To be fair, I mean, Eckersley, his comment in that article uh, in the Boston Globe by, I think it was Chad Finn. Yep, yep. I think it was, I mean. I, think I never want to see article, him again or something like that. No, but like, if you read the article, it's like, okay, he's asked about it. And he's just like, no, I just don't really want to. I don't know. I, I didn't think the comment was that outlandish. And then, what's his name? Reamer from WEI really kind of just, uh, as Terry put it, aggregated it. Yep. Where it's just kind of like, okay, you, you take a quote a little bit out of context, and that's what got David Price going. So I, I really don't agree with Price's reaction either, to be honest with you. However, I don't know. I, I, Two things here. Two things. Yeah. Number one, the initial controversy came in two waves. One, when it happened, 
within 24, 48 hours, you know, of the actual incident on the charter flight, it got out. David Price was eviscerated. It simmered down for a few more weeks, and then the Shaughnessy article came out, which said most of the team was egging him on, including Dustin Pedroia, and I don't want to open up that can of worms right here on that, but but he was the key name mentioned in that article, and it was only at that point in the second wave that David Price had any interest whatsoever of talking to Dennis Eckersley. If he would have done it within a week of the first wave, then maybe Eckersley might have taken it as a little bit more sincere, but and then and then maybe had a conversation at least. And and I'm only speculating, but when Price waits for the second time, it's just more like David Price thinks he has a problem and he needs to cop out and apologize just to kind of get the incident under the rug. Secondly. What happened with the aggregated article leads me to believe that the Red Sox beat writers collectively are split on David Price. Obviously, WEI, which kind of, you know, all of them kind of fall underneath Rob Bradford. He's like the content coordinator. He's everybody's boss on the dot-com side. He might not be David Price guy, and and we know Pete Abraham is, <laughs> Because he was yeah. calling people grand wizards and whatnot, <laughs> but which was the most entertaining week in the history of Red Sox Twitter, by the way. That was wild. Old when thing. he went on that but huge anyway, fucking blocking spree. Oh, yeah, which I was a part of. Guilty. Yeah. But, that, <laughs> but then he so unblocked everybody. So to wrap up that second point, if certain beat writers don't like him, and maybe Chad Finn's one of them because he asked the question, you know. David Price, you know, created that dilemma for himself, and it's going to be up to him to try to win over those writers. I had a, I don't want to say who it was, but I, I did have a confidential uh, conversation with, uh, you know, a, a Red Sox media guy, and and he, he didn't really want to say who was on which side or whatnot, but, um, but you know... David Price has caused a lot of problems, and only he's going to fix them. And having a meltdown once a year isn't going to isn't going to help that. The dude's going to be thirty four. I mean, come on, man. You know, that's that's. I mean, he's a senior that, citizen in this game. With, yeah, with that though, he knows the ins and outs of one the broadcasting part of it all. Obviously, he goes home and like rewatches everything. I mean, he knows all about the media. So this guy saying he doesn't like the fact that Eckersley said yuck. Okay, for me personally, Eckersley saying yuck isn't a big deal. But what it is a big deal is Eckersley is under the umbrella of Nesson, which is under the umbrella of Tom Warner, which is an owner of the Red Sox. Every single fact that comes out of these broadcasters' mouths, whether you know it's taken one way or the other, is seen in the light that these like the people watching the games listen to it the people that are on twitter look at it it's like you're like when that happened every bad light is shining on eduardo rodriguez's job okay the thing i don't like about it is david price is protecting his teammate in a time of day that eckersley never had to deal with as far as the media goes so with eckersley saying that it opened up the floodgates for everybody on social media 
and everybody watching Nesson to point the finger at Eduardo saying, yeah, this guy sucks. Let's, let's get rid of him because nowadays that is that dude's job. Like the whole PR thing is, is like an awful limelight for some of these players that have like one bad rehab start. You know what I mean? Like it, my thing is, so I'm a David Price protector because this guy is protecting his friend's job in a, in a, even though you might not think the Red Sox like administrators like take it with a grain of salt or not, they do. And they listen to the fans and they listen to every little nitpick that these people have on social media and just watching television and how word of mouth spreads. So I say bravo to David Price personally for protecting well, here, his teammate. Here's some other things you got to look at, though. He was involved in a controversy a few weeks before that with Evan Drellick and it was a big meet, you know, it was a big meltdown that took place behind the scenes. Not much got said about it after by either party, but David Price apparently around that time said, I'm no longer talking to the Red Sox media except on days that I pitch. And the reason I'm pointing this out is David Price is a control freak. But that's okay. perfectly fine. This is this guy's job, dude. Would you want somebody at your job telling you, oh, you need to talk to me on your day off? No, dude, it's my day off. Like, it's it's just like any other job that any other person has. He has every right to say, hey, I'm not working today. I'm not talking to anybody. It's my day off. Like, but it, it's, I, it's just another, it's another instance of David Price struggling with the media you know, in which there there was even a previous precedence before he came to Boston. So I think I think he was looking for a fight and he used the yuck comment to, to go after Eckersley. He just I, I he, agree. He, he did I do. he did I do. a shitty job of, of picking his battle and and, and he's I paying for that. that. I think he knows that though. And he's well, come out and said that. The thing that people hit on is the fact that every time it comes back up, the yes, the floodgates open but nothing's done again. So then it just goes right back to the fact that everybody thinks that David Price is the bad guy. Of course, that's going to make him mad. Of course. I, I wouldn't have cared, to be honest. Resolved. I wouldn't have cared much other than when he kind of called, a, not a press conference, but an assembling of like the media, so to speak, to kind of make his comments where he didn't apologize and he just kind of went at Eckersley again. That's where I don't think it's okay. I, I was defending it of last time where I was like, okay, he's defending his teammate. Um, who knows what happened truly on the airplane. And if there was truly like a meeting that was scheduled that Eckersley blew off, I think you kind of have to assume that at this point. But it's just like you don't call a press conference just to be like – just to come at Eckersley for no reason. But that's so going to happen anyway. Shitty. That's going to happen anyway. So I don't like it either. Like, I'll, I'll say that much. Like, it is kind of like um, – I'll, I'll use that word, Terry. Like, control. it is a control freak thing where he just wanted to get ahead – I think he wanted to get ahead of it before it was even asked. Because at that point, when this shit comes back out, man, like, he's either going to – it's going to be after a start or, like, after – something that he doesn't want to talk about and they're going to want to catch him when he's down. So he calls everybody in, Hey, let's talk about it now. Like it's already but out then there. He, let's but go. then he lied. He, he did, you know, he lied lie about, about the about the the thing. <laughs> he's just not, he's just not a good, I just he, don't he doesn't, think it's, it's blown out of pro- the, the hatred for price is blown out of proportion. Cause nobody, nobody sees 
it's kind of that you're blinded by the entire Boston media. You know what also like this guy is to? protecting his teammate and himself from all the negativity that's co- going to be around like them and this team. And they're already doing bad in general. So this is the worst possible time for this to come out. It comes worst down to yeah. David Price having an eight ERA in his first five starts with the Red Sox. From then, if you hated him after that, you still hate him. Well, yeah, I mean, that's another I, thing. I hated him to begin with. I just never liked him. And, you know, I, I don't like I don't like people like that anyway, you know, that are combative and, you know, take attention away from the team. I've just never been into it. Josh Beckett had his issues, but it, it was always brief out of nowhere, and then it went away. And, <laughs> and Beckett's attitude was like, fuck him, you know, I – it was my day yeah, off. I'm this, going golfing. This Fuck thing, you. This, that was this, the end of it. This yeah. thing was away until the media brought it up again, though. That, but that's my thing. You know, yeah, but, there is a lot of the negativity from the media and the negativity around the team because they're losing. I know. Like, I but really, I, I am agreeing with you that him yeah, holding he, a press conference to not apologize and say the things he said, not a good move. I agree. Yeah, well, exactly. But you're saying you're saying that the, it's the media's fault for bringing it up? Okay, you're, you're criticizing Alex Reamer. Like really, I like no, Alex Reamer to be honest, no, but at the same I, I time, mean, it's so like, why? But it's, okay, it's but, not, but if it's they never part of, job to try to incite part of the shit. dynamic, I, I get that. I'm but saying. if they didn't brought it, bring it back up, then we wouldn't be sitting here talking about it again. Why exactly. is David Price responding to Alex Reamer on Twitter? He wants to he defend himself, Gilly. That. He wants to defend himself. That was not even. If I have no article, problem with him defending himself, but the way he did it was not that great. That's what it comes down to. Because he's going to be asked about it anyway, Gilly. Like this is just how I don't how think he would have. It's it's how it unfolds. After that article Alex came Reamer, out, Alex Reamer's clicks are actually. No, did you read the article? Yeah, someone would just someone the article. It was literally less than a paragraph of just ma- mentioning that in terms of just like a minuscule detail within a huge article. It's it, like that that wouldn't have gotten blown up. It still would have been brought up somewhere, Gilly. Somewhere. I doubt that. It was a hit job. It was uh, a yes? hit job. There you go. It's a conspiracy. It, w- <laughs> it was a hit job <laughs> no, on David Price. They want to clear the cap. How do you have, a, how do you have you. an article on David Eckersley, like his role, Dennis Eckersley, and then not mention David Price in that situation that happened exactly. a year ago? Exactly. So you have to ask he, it. It's. I don't think it's a hit piece because of that, and I don't think it would have been discussed. Are you talking about Finn? No, no, no. Or yeah, Reamers? No, no. Yeah. His, article, his article was fine. And it was Reamer. No, I know. Well, I'm talking about Finn's okay. article, not hippies. Oh, I agree. Hang on. R- Ryan, Ryan Hannibal wrote the WEI version, but it, it was Reamer that plugged it on okay. Twitter. Yes. Okay. So right, if you right. look it up, it was Ryan Hannibal. But it was a hit job on the part of WEI because exactly. that's part of the faction that doesn't like David Price. And David Price is the reason that they don't like David Price. Remember that incident last year? It didn't get a ton of publicity, but Johnny Miller, the guy who has a hard time speaking... Yes, was yeah, asking he, Price yeah. about his mechanics, and Price goes, he goes, well, gee, I don't know, Johnny. Why don't you go look at the t- you know, the tape and come back and you tell me. I'm like, what a fucking dick. That's exactly why they don't like David Price, you know. And, I mean, he, but he's not wrong. He's not wrong. I mean, <laughs> no, Bel- Belichick and is, a bunch of other guys give smart ass remarks saying, all the time, though. Yeah, exactly. And there's a lot more baseball players that wouldn't even shine the light of day on a guy like that who really deserves it. I'm just but saying, if you're if in you're general, price, you're making how much? Two hundred seventeen million dollars over the course of this contract. You do not. Yeah, 
exactly. Over the course of, I think it's 217 total. But it's like, you yeah, do not yes. need to reply to an Alex Reamer tweet. That's my thing, where it's like, that becomes like, okay, dude, you're just asking for it now. It would have just and been... I understand it's Alex Reamer's job to... Oh, yeah, no, no, no knock on Alex Reamer in all I'm honesty. Not, I'm not He's trying either, to incite something like that. Exactly, but that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, David Price has every right to say something if they're going to incite any of it. It's his personal life. Like, whether you like it or not, social media and just the Boston media in general has a ton of way on what these guys go through every single day. So they have every single right to protect themselves and their image because if their image is spoiled in Boston in this huge market, then they're going downhill. I mean, you look at any person, you could, the Red Sox would tweet about Rick Porcello, and it's like people are going to be in the replies trashing him. He doesn't uh, go and reply exactly. to those. But that that's what they're trying to But if he to did, you'd protect. be mad at you'd like be upset with him defending himself? Because that's just a thankless I I'd feel sorry for him in all honesty. I, I don't think it's That'd be sad. I I have no problem with athletes going on and defending themselves. Advocating for themselves. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, that's that's a different conversation because it's like this is the job that you sign up for. That's why you're making as much money as you are because the media is so prevalent in that actual field. Without the media having such a huge landscape in the MLB, NFL, NBA, whatever, they would not be making half of what they make now. So it's like you need the media. So I, I don't really agree with that logic. I mean, I, I and don't I agree with your logic either. either. Wait, I, so you think that the MLB players would be making as much if there wasn't? Uh, I don't such think a that's the conversation presence. at hand. I think the conversation is that if a player, no, no, that's goes, what I just said. Okay, well, the player, I, if is the player is getting disrespected, or they feel they're getting disrespected, I'm not gonna. If they go on and defend themselves, it's great. They I, have I, every right, but that's opening up a new conversation every time. That's just it's foolish on their part. You take the high road. I'm lost. I'm not. I, I no, I mean, really the whole reason that they make as much money as they do all over is because of the role of the media. I, I, so if they if they respond to every single thing that the media says about them, then they're going to get lost in a black hole and just seem like super petty. And that's just – it's their loss in all honesty because they're wasting their own headspace on a ton of shit that people just talk shit on Twitter for no reason. We all know that. Yeah, and I listen. I do want to say, like Eck, like Eck had a hell of a life, like during his baseball career. Like, <laughs> wow! Like your wife Rip. getting jacked, like from oh, my, like no, like this dude went. I don't know. And in Boston, like, all right, listen. In Boston, Eckersley had a hell of a time, dude. Like in 1983. He went nine and thirteen with a five one six and one hundred and seventy six innings pitched, <laughs> one hundred and ten earned runs and seventy seven strikeouts. Like you have more earned runs and strikeouts, dude. And like his ERA was like not more than, than it was more. It was it was more than three every year. It, like crazy. All right, but like I, I'm he just still saying, had like one of the most general. impressive pitching careers out there, I think. No, no. Yeah, and I, I mean, he was I a closer, though. But like to he's say, he's a Hall like, of Famer because he was a closer, right? Not because of the starting days. Yeah. No, no. And I'm just saying, like, it could be. And I know Eck hasn't really jabbed totally at Price, besides the fact, like, I'm not talking to the dude. But it could be just part of the equation. Some of the things that we don't know about, and I could be shooting shit out of my ass. I absolutely could. But 
you don't know. We never know. Okay, like we don't know who says what or hey, like I got to in with Jerry and Jerry told me that Eck talk shit behind your back like all the time. So you don't we we don't know. So my thing is is like let it go. If the guy wants to protect himself, that's anybody's right. We all have the right. Like that's kind of my thing. So people just saying like fuck David Price, that's what I have a problem with because you don't know everything going on. So until you absolutely know everything that's going on, and the media does skew a lot. You can't just say, oh, fuck this guy. He is like one of our best pitchers on this team right now. He's arguably our ace. Besides, well, Erod's like shitting on everybody right now. But all I'm saying is you got to give the guy some respect. He won us a, a, a bunch of playoff games last year. Dude gave us a World Series, won a World Series with us, is one of our best pitchers this year and one of the worst years that we've had as a team in a while. And. God damn, like give him some respect for going through everything that he's been through. That's all I'm saying. David Price will give himself enough respect for everyone. The, the, yes, he the will. Kind of guy he is. Yes, he will. <laughs> At the he end will of the day, absolutely give himself respect. I'm Who do you hate more, Terry? Price or, or Pedroia? When it all comes down to <laughs> the world's ending. I just spoke about this. I spoke about exactly that on the. Actually, I called my local radio station when I talked about that. It's all about recency bias. If Pedroia came out and said something stupid tomorrow, I'm going to hate him more. Right now, I hate Bryce more. You know? I appreciate so your honesty. Just, yeah, that's, that's all it is. And, you know, I don't know. I don't want to. So it's Price right yeah. now. Yeah. That's just it's a solid It's definitely job. Price. I love he, the guy. He's, he's just not a likable person to me. And he, I didn't listen to the podcast. I keep meaning to. Maybe I'll do it tomorrow, actually. But he was on CC Sabathia has the podcast, and oh, yeah, that's right. Pro- I heard about that. Yeah, yeah, Price and Mookie were on it, and David Price said he didn't enjoy free agency because some of the teams he thought would come calling weren't even interested. They didn't call at all. And if you remember the story that got published, Price went golfing one day, and when he teed up on the first hole, he thought he was going to be a St. Louis Cardinal. By the time he got to the 18th, the Red Sox went one more year over the Cardinals, and we have him. Thank and God they did. I don't think he, I don't think he wanted to be here. You know, he trashed us. That's the thing I, I don't get. And I, I said exactly this on Twitter the other day. We all hated David Price. You know, we all cheered in in 2013, Game Two of the ALDS when we when we shelled him, and then he had that media meltdown. We're like, Haha, what an idiot! That guy's a fucking crybaby. And then he signs with us, and half the Red Sox fan base will take bullets for him. And he's been in bigger controversies since he's been here. I I've hated him the whole time. Uh, he's just he's just a fucking douchebag. I'm not going to deny his talent. Uh, probably goes to the Hall of Fame. I I don't know, but uh, you know I just I don't like him. In that you time before he was Dustin. with the Red Sox, he was probably a top five starting pitcher, though. You know what I mean? It's he like was. one of those things where it's like, okay, we, we face Clayton Kershaw in the playoffs. We're going to root against him and really want him to continue to fail in the playoffs, et cetera. But it's like if he joins the Red Sox and we're like, hoo-hoo, we got Clayton Kershaw. No. It's pretty awesome. Kershaw's never been in one controversy his whole career. You know, well, he, I, I love that. That's, that's a different that's, conversation. That's but shows, I'm just saying. That shows, too. 
you just want successful players to, to, to fail against your own team, though. You know what I mean? Or at least that's that's what I want in terms oh, of yeah. that our team is superior. So that's why when he joined us, I was stoked, to be honest, Terry. Uh, honest to God, like, I, I, to be honest, if you look at my Twitter, it's probably disgusting in your eyes because I just oh, yeah. tweeted at him nonstop. <laughs> I was like, David Price is a red sauce. I know. I was dude. so excited. It's probably I, I that, was, that was me. Pretty, with I wouldn't blame him if he blocked me just for creepiness. I was but. hyped about Jonas Cespedes. Goddamn! Oh, me too. Oh my god! I had a heart attack. Oh man! I still remember the day I woke up and my dad was like, "Yo, Carl Crawford's a Red Sox," and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> it's like the heavens gazed down upon me." It was the best morning. Yes, I, was. Oh, I, I, I bought it. That was the next one day. of my. I don't think I've been more excited about a free agency signing than I was for Crawford, and what a disappointment. Oh, my God, he was so fucking bad. That was a harsh lesson, yeah. And, you know, when when I say certain guys aren't fit for Boston, I mean, we might get into it in a little bit, but Ken Giles, I want nothing to do with that guy. And, uh, you know, and – you look at the Crawford situation, he wasn't fit for Boston. And, and you know, one's a possession player, one's a pitcher. But uh, that's a big factor to me. You know, I, I think about stuff like that. And, and you know, I wouldn't want – I think Marcus Stroman in New York is going to be Sonny Gray 2.0. I hope they do trade for him. Me too. Excuse me. And, um, root against him yeah, even harder. Yeah, that's – yeah, I hate that oh. guy. It's too bad he's in the American League. Well, I mean, what do we think about, and speaking of Eckersley and everything like that, to be honest, I was, when Strowman and Eckersley had their little quote-unquote spat. I was team of, there. Yeah, I was going to say, because Eckersley himself, there were clips. And I don't I know. I, 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 I can't where, where you lie on this one in terms of, like, uh, on the, the line of uh, Eckersley instead of Strowman. But it's like Eckersley, really, he kind of gloated a bit, and yet he's the one critiquing Strowman for, for getting pumped for a final out of an inning. Oh, God. I don't well, know. I was two on things. Two things. That was excessive as far as, like, every inning just taunting the Red Sox dugout. Like, I'm so sad that we're not a National League team, so we can't plunk him. Like, we literally can't touch him, you know. And I, I thought it was a little excessive. But when when Strowman called out Eckersley, whether it was after the game that night or the next morning, Eckersley's immediate response was, "Yeah, you're right. My my act was probably tired to a lot of people too, and maybe it was 20 years too late by the time he owned it. But at least he did. And and you know, uh, for, to his credit, no, does, you're right. You're right. Yeah. And I so, think that David Price. Okay, if we want to tie this to David Price. <laughs> no, seriously, though, because it, it's a question to be asked. I mean, you see a guy like Eckersley have a career like that and, and, you know, talk his crap or clap his hands or pump his fist, whatever. I mean, David Price is as much as that same guy now than Eckersley was. And we don't know. We just don't know what's going to happen in 10, 15 years. He could turn up the very same guy on an Essen broadcast, you know, talking – some crap about some player and we'll say, well, price. I mean, Hey, you can't be saying that crap. You know, it could just be this over and over loop. So, I mean, I don't know. You never know. You know what? I have an interesting take regarding that, that kind of uh, something that you just kind of brought up. But I think to be honest with you, I think we're going to see lesser and lesser players uh, in terms of like their, their career stats and their career reputations 
actually be in broadcast booths moving forward because of how much money they're making now. I think it's, it's kind of blown point. up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I like even at, across all across the board. Yeah. It's like, for example, uh, I don't even know. You got all these NBA guys as well, but baseball especially. It's like, I feel like all these guys might be super content. Like, okay, I made my money. As long as they were smart with their money, why get in a broadcast booth to, to kind of go through the rigmarole of, of traveling that much? Eckersley probably made good money for his day. Or at bring the same up time, any- I don't know what his, his gross numbers look like in, in today's dollars. I mean, Christ, we're blessed with old takes exposed and, and freezing cold takes, whatever you want to call it. Like, they don't want to be in the broadcast booth and somebody would be like, yo, how about this take back in, like, 2019? And they're sitting in the broadcast booth and it's getting blown up. Like, that just goes, like, with kind of, like, the thing that I said about, um, like, the media just controls everything right now. And I, I totally agree with you. I don't think those guys are going to be in booths, you know? Well, like one, one, because they make money. Two, because their past can just be brought up like in, in an instant. And, and that's it, man. Charles you Barkley know? only works for, eight, uh, for TNT because he is in massive gambling debt. That's, <laughs> that is honestly the only reason oh, yeah. he's on those broadcasts. You know what I mean? So it's like, Guaranteed. hey, I guess Shaq's probably just doing it for himself slash to build his brand, which I respect yeah. and everything. But it's right. like, I feel like and he Shaq's has a lot a of guys. a funny dude. Like, he, he can no, publicize no. himself and still make money. Oh, totally. You know? So but Still, I, I just think that'll be a trend to come. I, I had that right. thought recently, and I, I haven't That's had it. the... Uh... I like it. All right, let's get to some of the good stuff. Buying Sorry. versus selling. Trade deadline. Trade deadline. Initial thoughts, if you're not aware, Terry, big-time seller right now. I can't speak for anybody else, but... I'm not selling anybody, so Terry, lead the charge. Give us your spiel. Sell us. Sell us on selling. Sell me on selling. (laughs) I just... We got a lot of problems right now, and... Eh. Go back to 2017. (laughs) We won the division. We almost coughed it up. We almost had to play a game 163, but we won the division, didn't have to sweat out the wild card, and... I knew we were going to lose. You know, the the Astros were the team to beat. We were sputtering. Sale was just completely out of gas. David Price still had, you know, the demons haunting him. Um, <laughs> you know, we had Doug, Doug Fister was our game three starter. Um, oh, yeah. That's so oh, true. I'm, I'm just, like, making the wild card just to – have to go all the way to Oakland and get beat or whatever, or or winning it and then playing either the Yankees, the Yankees. or the Astros. Yeah. I just I don't care about that. Like, there's a bigger picture, and you could, you know, I, I know you guys aren't going to want to sell Mookie, but he's my top, you know, trade chip. Obviously, JD would also be a possible trade chip. Um, Jackie Bradley, Matt Barnes could be one. He's a free agent too. We could just sign him at the end of the year anyway. Um, I hate that argument. Brock Holt. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, you know, we can we can certainly load up, get some near major league ready assets, and then this winter, do what you did going into 2013. Go get your Napoli. Go get your Victorino. Go get your Uihara win the fucking World Series next year. Because it ain't happening this year. Drink all the Kool-Aid you fucking want. We are not winning a World Series this year. We're not going to the ALCS. 
So let's just be smart. Let the let the Yankees lose to the fucking Dodgers finally, and 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 just you know be smart. It's funny today because Alex Cora apparently told the media he said, "Yeah, if if we don't play better this week, some trades are probably going to have to happen." And then what immediately happens is Mookie's like. Oh well, just because I want to go to free agency doesn't mean I don't want to play here. That's the first fucking time he said that in like at least a few years. So I, I just, I just, I'm totally fine with with shipping these guys. You got a talented young core. You know, you got Devers, Bogarts, Chavis. I'm still a big Benny guy, and, and there's trade talk for Benny. You know, some fans want to. Want to ship him? He's on my hardcore no list. Steve right Scott. Now. I don't want to ship him. No, you just <laughs> you want to put him in Pawtucket. Cushman agrees with me with that about sending him to Pawtucket, or I, th- I thought you did anyway recently. And, but now Benny's getting better now. But for a minute there, he couldn't yeah. make shit. He had a home run tonight, I think. But yeah, he did. but you got a you got a talented young core, and you know it's the circle of life. You can't keep everyone, and the the Patriots turn over, you know, twenty percent of their roster every year, and it keeps things fresh. It keeps guys playing because they want to be valued, and and you know it it kind of refreshes the chemistry a little bit. The Red Sox have to do that as well. Date. Dave Dombrowski is a guy who's notorious for trying to keep the band together. And, you know, and that's just not a good recipe. I mean, Nathan Avoldi, imagine he's getting 17 a year, so you could have went and got Calvin Herrera and Adam Ottavino for roughly the same price as you're paying Nate Avoldi. And you'd probably have a ton more wins right now. And I know Herrera's not doing great in Chicago, but, you know, I mean, with our pitching program, hasn't played this year. Who knows? What's that? Said Evaldi also just hasn't played this year. Tonight, dude. Yeah, but but that's the story of his career. I mean, he just had his third surgery in in two years, and granted, two of them out of the three were minor. But but you know, people bitch about Andrew Kashner right now. He went six innings yesterday, gave up four runs on seven strikeouts. That's Nathan Avoldi on a on an average year. What Andrew Kashner is doing in in 2019 here, and, and quite frankly, you know, sometimes the strikeouts aren't even there for Avoldi. So, um, you know, he was just overrated and parlayed three epic postseason appearances into a, a major contract. Two or three years, go listen to that first show we, we did. None of us doing that postseason preview knew what the hell Evaldi's role was going to be. <laughs> yes, we're I like, agree. We're all very afraid of the bullpen, I think. And that's where yeah. I, I think that was the biggest mistake this post or this uh, this offseason where it's like, okay, we got super lucky going into the postseason where all these relievers got hot and we wrote it to with our hot offense and incompetent starting pitching at least to world series, which is awesome. But then we go out and we, we let Joe Kelly go, which I don't necessarily hate that move, but at the same time, it's like, okay, you at least have to bring Kimbrel back. No, you let Kimbrel go for below what market value probably should have been for him. So it's like now the bullpen is an even bigger question mark when you lose your arguably your two best arms in the bullpen um, from an, previously questionable bullpen from 2018. So that's, and, uh, I don't know. I, but well, the Evaldi, though, 
it's like I, I feel like we all felt pretty solid about Eovaldi, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. He, he changed his I... whole pitch, pitch makeup where it's like he's using his cutter way more. There was like a, an actual reason to his success in 2018 versus the previous years. That was my logic, at least, where it's like, okay, this makes sense. This might be uh, kind of able to be replicated. So that that was kind of my logic based on that. I didn't want him in the bullpen moving forward, to be honest, because why would you pay a reliever $17 million a year if it's not going to be Craig Kimball or someone of that status? But. I was fine with Evaldi for two years, but four was just absolutely insane given his poor record of durability. But hang on, one final point, and then you guys can weigh in on this, but you, Mookie would probably make about $30 million less next year, excuse me, you know, 10 last year, 20 this year, 25 at least to $30 million next year. Um, JD's making his AAVs like 23. So now you're up to 53 overall with those two players. Um, Porcello's not coming back. I, I don't think so. That's 20 million. So now you're up to 73. Um, Pablo Sandoval comes off the books. Now you're up to 93 million. Um, we're losing at least one more key player, I think. Pierce, Moreland are both so, off the books as well, I think. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, there you go. So you're you're a little over $100 million coming off the books. And the reason we didn't get those relievers that we were just talking about a minute ago was because we only had like 5 or $6 million to play with before that third luxury tax. So sure. you, get rid of, you get rid of those guys. You have a talented young core. You're going to – you're going to get probably some major league near major league ready talent back and you can kind of retool. And while we're going through this fuckery with our fucking payroll, the Yankees are about to be doing that in a couple of years. They're over the luxury tax right now. And Sanchez and judge aren't even on mega deals yet. They're going to be fucked in a couple of years. So their window is starting to close. And, and if we play our cards, right, we could have a bunch of young, you know, players, especially if Dahlbeck or Chatham or um, Tanner Houck could be in the rotation next year. You know, a bunch of inexpensive guys, and and we could start a new window, and and that's that's the way I want to go. So uh, you know, that's where I am on selling. Oh, and one last super thing. One, one more. One last thing. Love it. <laughs> Dave Dombrowski is on the hot seat right now, and he won't get fired at the end of this year, no matter what. It could happen in the middle of next season to late next season. But I did a poll earlier. It's about sixty percent in favor of selling. You know, forty percent in favor of buying. So just for argument's sake, let's just say it's fifty-fifty. Mm-hmm. Okay, if if he chooses to buy and not sell, he's going to alienate the fifty percent you know that I'm in that wanted to sell, and then if we buy and then miss the wild card, then everybody's going to be pissed. Everybody's going to be pissed at that point because we botched it both ways. We didn't sell, and then we bought, and then we missed anyway. So I think the right move here is absolutely to sell. All right. I'm gonna, that, those are my thoughts. B- before I let anybody else take a stab at you, I'm going to read off some <laughs> st- team statistics before we get started here as to why I think 
the Red Sox are absolutely bound for a second half surge here, even though they just lost two through to the <laughs> Orioles. Okay. Okay. First in the majors and runs scored. Majors, not AL. Majors. First in the majors and hits. First in the majors and home in uh, in average. Fourth in the majors and OPS. Offensively, Mookie's having a down year. JD's having a down year. Benny's having a really down year. They're still a top three offense in the league because you have guys like Xander, Devers, Christian Vasquez. Even you can throw Brock Holt in there. Chavis has been about what he's been advertised. He's got pop. He's going to strike out a lot, but he's got pop. Pretty clutch. You know, even though they got smacked in that Yankees game at the end of the day, he, in the first inning, he had a pretty clutch three-run bomb with high at 6-6. Even with all this, all this stuff, the rotation being abysmal all year, say what you want, but they've had a few ups and a lot of downs. Chris Sale mainly had plenty of downs, a couple ups, really good start. You know, we'll see how things go. Maybe he figured something out. To me, the rotation's the most important thing, even more important than the bullpen in the second half because Porcello has a 7-plus ERA over his last 12 starts. That's a huge sample size. He's been awful. I, I just can't imagine he's that, that bad right now. Erod will either give you eight innings like he is tonight with no run ball or four and two-thirds of two-run ball. There's really no in-between there. But he's, you know, he's serviceable. Price is your best pitcher, most consistent all year. And I think these guys that have been struggling will be better than what they have been. And at the end of the year, I think you add... Like, yeah, whatever. Andrew Kashner, whoop de doo. You you fill that fifth spot, but and I know he's not you, even a bullpen I, guy. That's my thing. I know you alluded to not liking Ken Giles earlier, but Ken Giles has around six earned runs this year. Five of those are to the Red Sox. He's having a pretty <laughs> damn good season. So, I the you know it like it all depends on what the cost is. I'm not gonna trade. Like I'm not trading. Any of not these, I'm not trading cases. I'm not trading Dahlbeck. I'm not trading any of these big names for no. any of these guys right now, which probably puts you out of it because someone's going to give up a you know a top five team prospect, not overall, but like someone's going to give up a top five guy in their system. I just don't think the Red Sox will because we know they're pretty thin in that. But if the price is right, dude, like I say, you, 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 Kirby Yates is probably the most expensive guy out there. Maybe Felipe Vasquez is a little more expensive because they're both a little controllable. But Ken Giles, man, that just screams, just give him to yeah, me. Especially if they're willing to get him out of the Yeah, league. I'd just rather get Shane Green in, in that case. Shane Green's another oh, good I one. That's Shane a good one. Green. I like that too. Yeah, Shane Green's great. He's going to yeah. be cheaper than Giles. No Smith even, but – yeah. Um, but here's the thing, you know, the upside is our offense right now, and that has never been the concern. Even with some of those guys slumping, it's all pitching, and David Price is slipping. I mean, he's – and he had a weird spring. You know, he had the Astro start. Apparently he was sick. Fine. He left that one. Then he had the tendonitis. 
missed a few weeks because of that. Then he left a weird run, one run game. I forget who it was against. It might have been Texas or something like that. 76 pitches. We're only up two to one. He gets pulled from the game and then we lose the game. The bullpen blew it, but. I don't with with all of that weirdness and then him kind of sliding. It, it's been at least three or four starts since he's had a quality start. I'm I'm concerned there, and I'm concerned with Chris Sale as well. I mean, it was nice that he mowed down the Blue Jays in the last start with 12 strikeouts, but that August cliff is coming, and and it was a June late June cliff. We won't know yet for. A couple more starts, but I, I believe he will pitch this series and uh, the Yankees series. So those are going to be two good ones. And the Yankees tuned him up in in late June, uh, excuse me, late May, when he that was like two starts after the Colorado seventeen strikeout game. So I just it's still a long shot. It really is, and I'm willing to. I don't know. I'm just willing to be a little bold and and make some moves. Here's here's the trade here's a trade scenario for you. How about it's tough to find a dance partner for Mookie because all the teams that have the means to do it really need pitching. But what if you send him to the Dodgers? National League, you get back too. you get back Alex Verdugo in the deal controllable for five more years beyond this maybe not their top one pitching prospect but maybe their second best pitching prospect and then one or two middle you know mid-level guys i mean i think that's fair market value for mookie and you got a long-term controllable outfielder you're still going to have benny bradley's probably gone but i don't know i mean a move like that i would absolutely ship Mookie Betts and I think Verdugo could be an impact guy for us and and fit in really nice with our existing core. Um, I mean that's the type that's the type of move I'm looking to do. I like I like that idea. I mean if we're selling me personally, like because I'm not I don't want to sell. But if we are selling um, it's gotta be Mookie and God, um, maybe Rick not signing Rick Porcello. And if you do sign Rick Porcello, like I'd want to make him a bullpen guy. Honestly, what? I would. I Why? Would. I just because my my theory is is you trade Mookie Betts, and the Pablo money comes off too, right? Mm-hmm. So. What is what's the Pablo money? 20. Is that like fifteen? Okay, twenty. So you have whatever you were going to give Mookie potentially 30. in the Pablo deal. I personally would want to sign somebody like Garrett Cole. And if you don't sign somebody like Garrett Cole, you use Mookie Betts this year to go trade for a pitcher that you have control over. Then you don't have to sign Cole, but then you could go sign somebody next year like Marcelo Zuna. You know what I mean? So, like, if I'm selling now, you have to have that one move in the future that you're going to lock in at. But a guy like – so I the only reason why I brought up Rick Porcello is because the guy wants to stay, but he's not going to help us in that starting role. Yes, he is. He's just I, – I don't think so. He's at least an innings eater, though. 
he is an innings eater, but we have we'll have Cashner. That guy is more of an innings eater. That's not than... true. No. Uh, I don't know. I'd rather see Porcello helping out the bullpen. That's all I'm saying. If we can't find bullpen help, you make bullpen help. So put Cashner in not, the bullpen. Dude. We're not. Okay. Oh. Porcello ain't a bullpen guy. We are not keeping Cashner next year. FYI. Also true. Cashner just gone. Fuck He's Cashner. gone. He has a like, vesting option. What is the vest, though? Can it happen? It, no, it's a long shot. He's going to average six innings for 15 more starts, and he's yeah. already made two, so I guess 13 that. more starts. It, it's hard. But you you got to be careful with Cashner because if he pitches a no-hitter in September, guess what? Four years, 17 mil. <laughs> you know, that's how, that's how oh, no. stupid our guy is. Well, you know what I mean? He's also got to throw his but, arm off in a 20-inning game in the World Series. Here's a here's a, a more optimistic outlook for our bullpen. I really like Darwin's and Hernandez, and I think I if too. we're limiting him to one inning, uh, I'm an optimist there. I think Evaldi, it's more practical to put him in the bullpen because – He's not durable. His arm isn't durable enough to throw a hundred mile or fastball. You're you're not going to get 175 innings out of him and then not have issues the next season. So you're better off salvaging the remaining three and a half years of that deal with him in the bullpen. And if you want to, if you want to use and abuse him in October, okay, fine, go ahead. You know, but but I, I like Evaldi in the pen. Um, I'm a little disappointed with how Alex Cora has handled Travis Lakins. Throws him into the fire every time in, in some of the worst spots, you know, rather than easing him in. But he's still a guy that I can see playing a role. And then Durbin Feltman is gonna is gonna be up eventually. You he know, struggled and, though. It, it, he has struggled yeah, a little bit. Yeah, he's had a it, up and down season. If it's him, well that. Seven, even Last, if it's him, him seven or Darwin's in seven, Feltman eight, Evaldi nine. I mean, I totally agree with you, Terry. Like Evaldi cannot start anymore. The dude's personality in general is to go one hundred and ten percent. So you're going one hundred and ten percent for five innings. Of course, you're going to blow your arm out. Okay, like he he do, he's not a pace guy. He's just not that dude personal personality wise. So you you close him. Every time he's got plus stuff, so I mean I totally agree with you. Just sorry, and he's got his money, so I don't think he cares. You know, it's not even about caring though. He is that guy. He is that personality that is going hard every time he's on the mound, and I think that's why he's been hurt so much. Like you just see it in him. He he literally brings a fire every time. Like even right now, dude, he, he does not have to go nuts with this appearance. We're up eight to nothing. He's getting his work in the only way he knows how to. 98 miles an hour, baby, on the gun. Crazy. Like, it is insane. And he struck out three in Pawtucket. You don't need to strike out three in Pawtucket to make your damn point. What? You just don't. <laughs> so you want him to give up, like, two bombs and yeah, walk four? I do. I do. I absolutely do. Big take, baby. Interesting logic. Interesting. Yuck. Whoa. Yuck. That's where I draw the line. <laughs> nah, I want Avaldi back in the rotation because that fifth spot has been a disaster all year, and I want a real, uh, I want a real closer, not a makeshift closer. Who is the answer? Who is the closer that we that we want? 
That's what I struggle with. Some, Even Terry, if we if we I, sell, well, what's our plan moving forward yeah, in terms okay, of like yeah, okay, closer who are we the signing? Ten jobs. Yeah. If you don't want Vivaldi. I don't even know what the free agency market is looking like, but I mean, we're only going to get a rental, you know, if we decide yeah. to buy. But um, Cody Allen, you know, Dylan Patances. So, Kenley Jansen, he can opt out. He probably won't, though. <laughs> Cody Allen, that's so hey. bad. <laughs> He's so bad hey. now. Fernando that's, Rodney? That, that's He's why 43. the Angels are the worst organization ever. I think it's okay to start talking shit about them again. It's been a few weeks since their tragedy, which, uh, you know, was, was definitely unfortunate. <laughs> oh, but uh, it's perfectly fine to slaughter them again. They, Mike Trout, they give him a $430 million contract, and then they're like, oh, but there's more. There's Cody Allen, there's there's Matt Harvey, and Justin Bohr. They just DFA'd oh, Matt Harvey. Did yeah. you see that? Yeah, yeah, they did yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Wild. But all of those were, like, stereotypical Angels moves, like classic Angels moves. C.J. Wilson. And I'm like, that's why I don't have a fucking World Series – and their current owner is like Jerry Jones of MLB. He just gets involved in everything and just what's so, make a bunch of bad decisions. What's I mean, I, I don't love Cody Allen, don't get me wrong, but he's a 30-year-old pitcher, like relief pitcher, who's proven to be competent on a pretty good team as the closer to a one-year deal. I don't I don't hate that. Yes, it's $8.5 million, but if you want to sign a he guy was that's – slipping, though. No, he and he's been terrible. So I know hindsight's twenty twenty. So he's totally not worth the money he's gotten. But at the same time, it's like okay, age thirty season for a reliever. That's yes, he's had injury issues and everything. But I, I wouldn't have hated if Dombrowski made a move similar to that, where it's like, all right, let's let's sign a few flyers. I don't know. I, it's better than what something. we got now. Ty- sign Tyler something. Tyler Thornburg two point oh. Well, yeah, I mean Tyler Thornburg two point oh. I that Thornburg trade it makes sense to me still. It does. <laughs> it does. It's, the, it's the only what we reason, needed. If anything, it's it's the it's, only our, our current reality has just proven that we did need young bullpen help because a they didn't plan on giving Kimbrel the money that he was going to warrant on the market, and b there are no other in-house options. So it's like you had to get someone. Obviously, that was not the right answer, but. Well, I mean, that happened because John Farrell's a terrible manager. Because Travis Shaw would not have gone the other way in that deal, you know, if if uh, Farrell, you know, knew what to do with him. And, yeah. um, you know, we could have still got Thornburg in a couple of different ways. But, yeah. <laughs> you want to know something funny? Uh, you know, I talk to people all the time and, and – uh, Apparently, I was talking to Tyler Thornburg's ex, maybe girlfriend. That's what she said. Maybe ex something else. And she, huh? No, that was uh, via Twitter, via DM. This was like three years ago. Oh shit! And uh, or whenever it happened, and uh, late 2015 or whatever. And and she she insisted that he was to be this you know, this great eighth inning guy. And, and then he had the shoulder issues and she was like berating me, you know, what, what what did your team do to his shoulder? And I'm like, I don't know, (laughs) you know, and, but it's, it's so weird the people you come across. That's a, that's a tip for, I'll give you guys that tip. 
you know, none of us are ever going to be Ken Rosenthal, but sometimes the best uh, sources are family members. If you know, if you can ever connect with them. <laughs> True. Shout out to uh, to Ty, Ty Buttery. His a uh, his one of his family members uh, interacted with our tweets in terms of uh, how much of a, a letdown. It was his mom, I think, uh, right? Letting go. It was his mom. Yeah. Uh, of letting him go in that Kinsler trade, and they were all over it. They liked it like pretty soon. Yeah, it was pretty obvious too that it was like a. Speaking of a uh, bad Dombrowski deals, that's sneaky. One of the worst ones he's made. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is he starting or relieving? Relieving. He's relieving. And he's had a really good year last time I checked so far. But still, I mean, I I still understand that one though. You know what I mean? You needed Kinsler, and he he. As much as I hated Kinsler in the playoffs because of the fact that he could have ended that Ivaldi game, um, where Ivaldi threw his arm out and just risked it all for the biscuit for a loss. Um, I don't know. Kinsler gave you what he want, what you wanted from him, though, right? No, fuck yeah. Kinsler. Yeah, you don't think he he didn't give you what you he played a competent second base. Fuck he had no. a few hits, nothing crazy. We are anti in Kinsler podcast. I mean, come on. You, yes. <laughs> so you would have rather had Eduardo Nunez out there the whole time at second base? Okay. I enjoy the Kinsler. Okay. Here, yeah. Here, here's one for you. Here's one. Who was the last homegrown Red Sox ace, and what year was he drafted? John Lester, John 2006. John Lester, 2002. It's been 17 years since we've drafted a homegrown ace. What about Henry Owens? <laughs> Clayton Kershaw. 2.0. He's going to be in the Double A Hall of Fame. Absolutely. <laughs> He's a legend up there in Maine. Terry, ironically was... enough, Steve and I one time, we went to a, a game in Pawtucket, and we were just shooting the shit for a, a period of time where Henry Owens was starting. Um, lo and behold, it was, what, the sixth or seventh inning, Steve? I think seventh. Seventh, and we noticed, because we were just having a good time, just uh, doing whatever, and just Bullshit. talking, catching up, and, um, and Henry Owens was throwing a no-hitter the whole time, <laughs> and he blew it, but still. That's, that's, our, uh, that's so cool. And we started calling him Hank after that, because he, he clearly has the hammer. But <laughs> Are you guys coming up to Portland at all? We want to. I, I, I mean, I do. I, yeah. I don't want to speak to the crew, but... Yeah, I would love to. We we gotta coordinate something, Terry. That'd be cool. Yeah. How many have you been to a few games this year? No. No? No, like I like I told you last uh, time I was on, I haven't been there since like oh four. That's bad. Oh that's true. Oh shit. I tell you what though, you had quite good seats for uh was it the Dodger series? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what about that? Yeah, no Ken Rosenthal, but this guy's got connections. <laughs> well, it's funny. I I don't. You guys, I don't know if you really added me on Facebook or not, but you oh, know, I, I, I sort of got it. I'm looking you, it up right now. I have I have my own group, you know, called Red Sox United. It has I don't know five and a half thousand members, something like that. I think my mom's in that. Oh really? What uh, What's her name? Can you say it? Deb. Deb. Deb Martin. Deb what? Martin. What is it? Martin. Martin. It does sound familiar, yeah. She's on something all the time. That's my group, anyway. But anyway, this guy's like a legend on all the groups. And uh, you you can see him, like, always behind home plate because his – He's got white hair and it's just this big mop and it used to just from the seventies, you know, and he never 
he's had the same haircut his whole life, and he's this wealthy casino gaming dealer, something like that. And he kept telling me, you know, I want I want you to go to a game with me. And so a few times it didn't work out, but you know, a couple of weeks ago or maybe last weekend it did. And so we're hanging out just outside the on deck circle. And I'll tell you what, I'll probably never sit in that area again because I mean I can't cough up three hundred bucks for a ticket, you know, for a seat like that. But but if you're near an on deck circle and it's the away team. The heckling is next level. <laughs> like, I laughed my ass off the whole time. There was these two dudes, like, three rows behind me. Uh, what's the first baseman's name? They're Max Muncy comes into the on-deck circle, and he's kind of a shorter guy. He's got big ears. And then <laughs> one kid goes, he's like, Muncy! You look like a fucking elf, and it's just like it, 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 he's trying to get him to flinch a little bit. And Muncie, to his credit, a complete poker face, didn't react to anything. Uh, Jock Peterson was laughing his ass off the whole time. Anytime anyone opened their mouth, he was just laughing. He, he's just a good dude. And, uh, and then Kike Hernandez. This one's the funniest one. Kike Hernandez is in the on deck circle, and. The half of the inning is just about to start, so like the the music's playing because you know they're on a commercial or whatever, and then up on the uh, the big screen out in center field, this dude is proposing to his girlfriend, you know, and because that happens like once or twice a game, so you see it <laughs> happening and the crowd's cheering, and uh, the dude behind me goes, Kike. She would have said no to you. <laughs> it, was, it was just so funny. And there was like probably 10 more that I couldn't remember, but it's just, I didn't expect that sitting in that area. And, and uh, yeah, it's too bad. It was a 12 inning game. And I, uh, yeah, that was tough. And I had to work at five thirty, So I, I got home at like three forty-five. you know? Oh man. Oh, yeah. That's awful. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and I drive a I drive a box truck. I transport U.S. mail, and uh, it's split shifts, so a few hours in the morning, a few hours in the afternoon. And I left an air mattress in the back of the truck I was going to be driving on uh, Saturday night, and I just crashed on that. That's awesome. <laughs> what a story! Yeah, That's awesome. I'll show you a picture of it later too, if you want. And then yeah. I. Uh, and then in between shifts, I didn't go home because it was like an hour commute. So I just stayed down where the truck stays and just crashed again. And, uh, yeah, but you only live once, so I, I don't mind doing all that. And, yeah. you know, I'm you know, I'm a decade on you guys, but my responsibilities haven't changed since I was 21. I don't have any kids. Not married. I got my girlfriend, you know, the last few years. She's going to make me marry her probably, you know, soon. But, um, <laughs> <Make it. laughs> yeah. But uh, <laughs> luckily, we don't own any guns. But um, <laughs> oh, and, uh, oh, but anyway, but yeah, I mean, I just you know my my responsibilities in life are show up to work relatively on time, pay my rent, be nice to my girlfriend, and you know watch the Red Sox. Those are my only responsibilities. Would uh, you ever have kids? Good life. Are you ever thinking about no, kids? no, Never? no, just dogs. Kids, see, you guys are younger, so maybe you got a better, you know, grasp on things. But, like, when I was in middle school and, and high school, like, cyberbullying wasn't a thing. You know what I mean? And oh, yeah. all these 
all the all the shit that my parents didn't have to deal with that I'd have to deal with. And like, if you have a kid, are any of you guys married? I am. You all are. I am. Yeah. I'm getting married. No get another one on the way. We yeah, all yeah. going to be soon. Way, Terry. And we all live in our well, parents' house. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, well, the the mo- the day you have kids. Well, not the day, but, you know, within a year or so, you guys are going to hate each other. And it's just, trust me, kids just don't work. It's not a world like, like you don't sit at the dinner table every night anymore. That's not the world we live in. No, that's true. That's true. And it's just, everything is stressful. Like, I just like, I'm glad I figured that out before it was too late, before I had one or two. (laughs) You know what I mean? And, uh, yeah. Luckily, my girlfriend hates kids too, so that, that's that's winning. Does she hate what Pedroia that is. too? Uh, yeah, basically, <laughs> of course. Shut up, yeah. Sorry, there will never be a Terry Cushman the third, right? Because you're a oh, okay. Sorry. All right, all right. So hang on. All right, so Gilly, front and center. <laughs> sorry. When, when's my boy Pedroia coming back? Oh, oh, here we go. Here we go. We're waiting all night for this. Terry, a third, a third would be cool. You could call him Trip. <laughs> that's a, that's an awesome nickname in my opinion. I've always thought that about juniors. Like, okay, you can have a kid and call him Trip, as in like that's my plan. That's cool. Hey, that's cool. whoa, back Pedroia to Pedroia. Back. back to Pedroia. <laughs> yeah, be back. Be back as what? You know what? When he's ready, you haven't really heard much from him, which I'm no. This I'm sure is you're glad about. This is what's going to happen. He's going to be the next Johnny Pesky, and then nobody's going to go to his funeral. Where oh, oh, oh. Shit. You know what? I, Next I took so much crap for you guys I, from two of you. If I live live to the point where I am alive for the the moment of Pedroia's funeral and it's a public event, I will attend and I, <laughs> I I will I will get an extra uh, what's it called prayer card and I will mail it to you, Terry. Terry's God gonna stand really there like, with his with the, with the umbrella like waiting for it to end. <laughs> <laughs> well, they should have it at Tropicana Field because oh. the attendance is going to be about the same. Oh. <laughs> Terry's going to be in jail for it after he murders him. <laughs> <laughs> no, come on, come on. No, wow. But you know what? Though he wasn't. He wasn't going to be viable. We haven't seen the last one. I'm. I'm standing by my man. <laughs> at the hill. I'm going to die on. At this point, I have to. Right. Oh my god. Don't worry about it. Five years from now, you know, I'm going to be talking you guys out of Michael Chavis at 10 years, 300 million. And, you know, like I said, it's the circle of life. Harry, one thing that I, I do, because you, you kind of you made a comment there, so I have to at least retort a little bit here. But I think there should be an over-under bet on the renaming of your podcast in one and a half years. I think Ben Benintendi is going to be out, <laughs> and you're going to be, I don't even know, uh, I'm trying to think of a good good little little nickname. You could do, I don't know, Dollback Dollback Pun. Pe- Peaches at Fenway. <laughs> True. No, it's like, yeah, it's like I told you last time. You know, just certain players' names, certain figures in 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 history are going to stand the test of time. You know, I I told you about Red and how his Twitter handle is at Surviving Grady, and maybe yep. the older crowd gets that a little bit better, but. But we're we're always going to remember the the Mookie Betts era, you know. If I happen to be right and he doesn't come back, you know, we won a World Series and 
you know, a young crop of kids all came up at the same time. So I, I'm literally never going to change the podcast. And, and it's your oh. era, Terry. It's your era. This, this is when you came about and, uh, you know, yeah, you know, it's all you. I, I'd like to think that my era was more of the Francona era. Like, I was era? never, I, yeah. When did you, when did you get so many, like, what was that, like, peak, like, where you got yeah. that many followers? What was your kind of, your rise to, uh, to, to, to Sox fame here? Can you give us a quick synopsis of that? Yeah, it was mostly the the feral, the fire feral movement. Classic. <laughs> That's cool. That was great. Something we agreed on, by the way, Terry. Absolutely. Here's a tip for you, though. Like, always follow. Don't worry about the stupid follower-to-follower ratio. That's, like, the biggest crock of baloney ever. You know, always, you know, follow anyone who follows you back. And, and you know, I'll follow, you know, so many people – you know, a month or so, and uh, there's an app, like, if they don't follow you back, usually within 30 or 90 days, you can just unfollow them, you know, just unfollow your non-followers or whatever, and, you know, just slowly it'll it'll add up, but you gotta be, you gotta be able to captivate an audience, so, that that's the thing, I'm gonna do a live stream about this tomorrow, I haven't done it, you know, I've been meaning to, but I got that Yankee one pinned to the top of my uh, profile, but... You know, the, your goal as podcaster shouldn't be to get people to agree with you. You know, that, that shouldn't be the goal. Your goal should be to captivate people's imaginations and to, and to make them think and, and to make them respond. And, and, you know, that's ultimately what's going to make you successful. Mm. You know, I, no one's ever going to agree with half of my takes because, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a value guy and, so if you're a value guy, you can't really be a homer. You can't be attached to uh, certain players. And... I can't be attached to David Price. Come on. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm not going there. I was going to I, I was gonna make a joke about my anal region, but I'll let it go. <laughs> yeah, that make there we go. smart. Hey, Terry, one more yeah. question for you. Uh, yeah. Who do you have winning the World Series right now? Who do you think has, has the best odds? I really think it's going to be the Dodgers. Finally, okay, I mean, yeah. they're they just need to add a, maybe one more relief arm because who the fuck knows with Joe Kelly? Every month's different with him, and uh, you know their their lineup is very well balanced. They got the best rotation in the league. Um, I picked Walker Bueller to win the Cy Young. So if it happens, credit to me on that one. <laughs> Um, but hun- yeah. give me that. Hunjin, really yeah, huge strikeout guy too. But you got Hunjin Ryu, Kershaw still relevant. Probably would be a number two on an elite rotation. Um, still having a really but, good year. Not like the strikeout numbers aren't there as what they used to be. But as far as production wise, yeah, Dodgers fans are not complaining about Kershaw this year. Yeah, it is, he, he hasn't had any back issues that I'm aware of, which have kind of plagued him. So it, it is it has been a good year, and I think it's their time. And, you know, and how hilarious would it be if they beat the Yankees in the World Series? Like, the Yankees finally get there only to be the bridesmaids for the Dodgers, who finally <laughs> get their win. Like... That's epic. It'd be stressful because we'd have to sit through it and I know I'm a little live, sweating because of that li- thought, Terry. 
Live with the horror of, yeah. I don't know if the Astros are going to... I don't know. They're just dinged up. I mean, Korea had a weird issue with a masseuse, apparently. And, uh, <laughs> hey, L- conspiracy L- theories. That's a good one. What, what's going on <laughs> I don't know. We were talking about that. Someone, we, I had a guest co-host, and he's like, what really happened? And I'm like, I think something shady happened, but it's not like... It's not like the team is in on it in that case. They didn't, like, help him come up with a lie. They didn't say he's 17% body fat or he has carpal tunnel or, you know, whatever. You know, so I think it was just Correa making it up on his own and then running with it. Whatever happened, happened. You know, maybe maybe the masseuse was a sumo wrestler, a female sumo wrestler. (laughs) I have no idea. I have no idea. But... Something weird happened. Altuve, I, I'm a little concerned with him. You know, maybe some Pedroia type shit going on with his knee, and that big contract doesn't kick in. I think until next season, where he has thirty million a year for five years. So, I hope he figures it out. Wow, and, I didn't realize that. And wow. yeah, and you know, they should make Garrett Cole a priority. I'm kind of surprised they didn't extend him, but. Um, we'll see. I don't. Maybe the Red Sox sign him. I don't know. By the yeah, way, Keuchel's having a decent year, isn't he? Since he's been back, he's been okay. I think. Dallas but, Keuchel. Uh, f- fun fact: Garrett Cole hit 200 strikeouts tonight, and he is the second fastest person innings pitch wise to do that in history. Wow. Number one was who? I'll give you one guess. How recent is it? Clemens. Probably 10, 15 years ago, probably. Er, Not early 2000s. Pedro. Randy Johnson. Randy Johnson. Oh. Nice. Only It was only yeah. like three or four innings faster, too. It was pretty impressive. Damn, Garrett Cole might win the Cy Young. What the fuck? Well, if Joe West wasn't the fucking umpire for Cole, you know, one or two games. Or, or actually, or maybe Angel Hernandez would be the bigger culprit, but... You know, maybe maybe he would have racked up some strikeouts faster. Tell you what, hey. Pirates talk about a, a failed franchise in terms of uh, being able to, to to do well with uh, talented arms. You got Glass now. Now you got uh, Garrett Cole. Obviously, even before that, oh, yeah. everyone succeeds after they leave Pittsburgh. Hey, Chris Archer, <laughs> Archer arrives and fucks up. Yeah, they're gonna screw up Tyone. It's gonna be crazy. Hey, speaking of fucked up pitchers. Uh, that Broso guy for the Rays is pitching. Yeah, I, I'm not. I don't follow this because it's only five run game now. Yeah, it's not out of reach. I don't know what they're doing. Kind of throwing in the the white flag here. What what inning is it? Top nine. Good yeah. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Two quick outs I'm for him. Hold up in my bedroom right now. I let my girlfriend stay out in the living room. All right. <laughs> any uh, any final questions for our good friend Terry here? Uh, how do the Red Sox come out of this 14-game stretch? Um, they'll lose the next two to the Rays, win one out of the next four to the Yankees, and uh, that's, that's oh, the Terry uh, I know. End up sellers? <laughs> I want them to be sellers. Chris Cotillo, I don't know who you guys follow for beat writers, but he's from Mass Live. He had a tweet last night. Today's July 21st, I, I saw this. And... Yeah, and 
we were it was about the same exact scenario in 2015 for the Tigers. Four games back of the wild card, ten or eleven back of the division. They lost five out of seven, and then sold off Price, Cespedes, another player, and then he got shit canned. Uh, bullpen, anyway, but... bullpen guy, Soria, I think it was. Oh, Soria, yeah, exactly. Wasn't that the guy that uh, Ortiz yep. jacked in the? Yeah. <laughs> God bless that guy. But uh, <laughs> mean slider, mean slider, though. Yeah. Why don't we try to sign him wherever he's at? <laughs> he's, he's somewhere actually. He's on a team somewhere. I'm pretty sure. He's a guy that was. He came up pretty pretty young. Um, yeah. Terry, what, what do you what do you think though? If they stand pat. What does this team look like in terms of like a total win total? So say they say they don't do what you quite want them to do in terms of them selling, um, but maybe they just hold and they say maybe we'll wait one more year or until the offseason to trade Mookie because we're going to try to make our run at this season and then expect um, at least some type of return from Mookie in January as opposed to trading him in a, uh, at the deadline here. Oh, what do you see in terms of uh, – is this a 91 team? We'll, no, uh, hell no. Because no? we're what? Right around, what's our win total right now? 52, 53, something like that? 54. 54 and 46. 54. They're on pace for like 87 left. or 88, I think, right? So if we go 500, that's 85 wins from here out. You know, that's probably about right. So 80, 83 to 87, I'll say, if we stand pat. Or, or even a reliever. Okay. Hmm. All right, Josh. Any last questions? Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not feeling it. No, I'm. I'm good. I'm good. Josh got all his his uh, shit out <laughs> talking about David yeah. Price today. If the Red Sox do sell, who are they trading? Not not Mookie. Don't say Mookie. Well, I think they probably would. Yeah, they try to anyway. Um, I mean, maybe JD. JD's complicated because. Whatever team he goes to would want assurance that he's either going to opt out or he isn't. If he's going to a small market team, they're probably going to want him to opt out. If he goes to a big market team, they might want him to hang around for the remaining 60. So they're going to want some type of assurance. I don't know if Boris would give him that. So that's going to hinge on whether he, he gets dealt or not. Um, Brock would he Holtz opt would in or a- out, though? I mean, do you, do you, do you feel... Could, like I don't know. I, I feel like he's going to opt out either way. To be honest with you, and his comments, his comments during the All Star break because he did a, a little press conference or whatever. Or maybe it was just press gathered around him. But um, you know, he said it's not his decision to make whether he does or doesn't. But he did kind of admit that his market's going to be tricky where there's not going to be a DH in the National League until 2022. So it's 50-50, you know. Yeah. Um, he'll have 10 days to opt out. but um, So I mean, we'll just have to see. Brock Holt is going to be a very attractive target for some teams who just need that utility guy. He can be a spark plug offensively, especially if they need a lefty bat. So, you know, he's someone that could go. I think Matt Barnes certainly would be attractive as a situational guy. Bradley, for a team that's got, you know, injuries or whatnot, or or they're just looking to bolster their bench, um, 
You want Bradley gone, There's, don't you? I don't care one way or the other. I mean, I'm not a Bradley guy at this point, yeah. but I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and drink the punch anymore. <laughs> you know, and up until those two, and, and maybe it's still bad. I mean. That Baltimore series, he was two for 13, but his two hits were two three-run bombs. Coming into that series, he was hitting 132 since getting back from London. So he's kind of back into the cooler, and I I don't know. I hope he goes crazy these next few nights, you know, and Build his value. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, one other guy who could be like the back end of a of a trade that's kind of had an impressive week is Sam Travis, and he's a guy yeah. that I I've always thought he's had potential, but the the Red Sox just haven't committed to him. You know when he's been up and he's hit everywhere he's been in the minors, and so you know he could be the back end of a of a trade or whatever. You know, I've never actually seen Sam Travis and Bryce Brent in the same room together, so they might just be the same person. Both deserving <laughs> of major league at bats. <laughs> that, that's a Cushman level conspiracy, right there. Now we're talking. <laughs> now we're talking. Yeah. All right, Terry. Well, we covered a lot. It's always good to have you on. Um, we'll reach out again when the season's winding down, and we'll talk more. So, uh, thanks again. We can do a playoff preview, even if we're not in it. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good here. And, uh, if you're out there listening and you don't follow him, give him a follow at Cushman MLB. You'll know it's him. Trust me. Uh, his podcast is out there. (laughs) Benny and the Betts podcast can be found anywhere. Uh, go give that a shot. If you want to hear Red Sox, just liked it on Facebook. True. Also, yeah. Just saw it on Facebook. So yeah, there you go. I like it. I'm, and also oh, join, God. was it Red Sox United? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's my uh, Facebook. I don't. I have very little to do with that anymore. Okay. Uh, I got moderators and whatnot that okay. handle that. But Someone but, just accepted uh, me as a member, so I'm in. Okay, there you go. <laughs> you, you'd be surprised how stupid, though, people are in that group. They're like... <laughs> They're like, oh, let's go trade for Mike Trout. Let's see. What's a trade package? Uh, okay, Heath Hembry, Brock Holt. <laughs> oh, those are my and, favorite, dude. Uh, Jackie Bradley for Mike Trout. Like, the, the, you're like, how the fuck did you come up with that? Like, that's like the that's like the bottom of the barrel for, you know, Red Sox like, takes or whatever. It's like the Celtics fans that are like, let's trade uh, let's trade Marcus Smart and, uh, and Yabu for Anthony Davis. They'll take that, right? Yeah, yeah. it's just uh, you gotta love those guys. A lot of catchy slogans though in this po- in this uh, this group here. Put a damper on Tampa. Go Sox! Go. <laughs> That's a heck of a post, Noreen. They already have a permanent damper. <laughs> I like, I like Tw- Twitter has way more savages, but the IQ of the users is way higher. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, Facebook a little it's simpler, so right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, guys. Thank, Thank you for right. hanging Until out next time. Oh, yeah, fun. absolutely. See ya. Have a good we'll get one. you that Pedroia jersey ASAP. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, that was our talk with Terry. Talking with Terry. Uh, round three. It went swell. I'm sweating. I'm sweating from, uh, you know, that. Intensity? It, it, it was intense. Especially if you tuned in live, 
you saw the intensity in our eyes, even though I can barely keep my eyes open. I'm so tired right now. Let me tell you. Oliver tried to kill him, Terry. It was crazy. <laughs> I've had a piss for like two hours, but yeah, things have been so intense. I still haven't pissed. Josh's basement is like flooding, so he had to leave us, but we just wanted to get together for a quick wrap-up. Uh, again, thought it went well. Looking forward yeah. to uh, the next time, and hopefully the Red Sox prove him wrong again like they do, or like they did last year. You know what? Terry's a cool guy to have as an internet friend. Agreed. I hope we meet in real life. But, like, it's, it's you know, we've met him through the internet. There's no other way we would have, we would have ever known that guy. And he's like, a, he's like a, he's a little misconceived, I guess is a good word. Or a word. I don't know if, it's good, whatever. Uh, it might be a word. Like, oh, mis- misunderstood. Misunderstood. Thank you. I don't know why I couldn't think of the way more simple <laughs> word. But, uh,. You know, he he comes off like basically everybody that I say like, yo, I had this guy. I don't know if you've heard of him on Twitter. Like his name's Terry Cushman. Like, oh, I fucking hate that guy. He's like, yeah, his Red Sox hates are a little outlandish, and you know, you disagree. But like he said, he actually gave us some good advice there. He's like, you're not making a podcast to agree with people. If you guys remember, the first reason we even thought of making a podcast, do you guys remember what it was? Because we disagreed with each other. Yeah, but do you know what it was about? <laughs> about the NFL wide receivers. I think I, I thought remember. it came back. To, I thought it was Pedroia. Oh, I thought. Oh, Pedroia was. One I think that was like the first like one, and then Whalers. I think we kept having a little, you at know, Whalers, little right? disagreements like that, and then we're like, guys, we just got to fucking make a podcast. So that was, you know, he's got like a good Cody point. Cody Rathlin's birthday. Yeah. Yep. His party. Oh yeah. yeah. God bless his soul. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And little did they know. But he he makes good points. If we all just agreed the entire time, it wouldn't be that it wouldn't be that good. It'd be pretty lame, but you know that's why we're out here to counter each other and to counter people out there too. Get people on our sides, like take Mike Trout over Acuna all day. Those types. I just of was looking at yo. Know, I was looking at the the draft history of 2018. I drafted Acuna in the 15th round. God damn it! 2018. And I traded him. Oh, last, yeah, last year. year. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, Pete Alonso back there. I think even Tatis was a free agent ad this year. Yeah, some wild okay. stuff. Unbelievable. Any uh, any last thoughts before we send it off? Because this is a long fucking episode. Uh, final thought for me: um, Ramon Laureano is the new JD Martinez. Yeah, <laughs> yeah thank you. Okay. And only because. Good night. He's an Ast- No, hold on, because he's an Astros cast cast off getting an opportunity. Uh, not the same kind of player. Uh, different skill sets, but very driven, uh, heart and hustle guy. And he's young, and he's pissed off, and I like watching him play, even though it's only through highlights. And I just, I, I'm happy with him. He's going to get what a cannon. fucking Ramon Lariano poster next to Carlos Santana. Good idea. Here's a big take for you. You want to end a big take here? I absolutely yeah. do. This is, I've been sitting on this one for a little while here, and although I feel like Josh should be in on this, we can discuss this more later. But we're on another podcast. I think that all sports should have one league-wide MVP. Shouldn't be an AL, NL, I dig MVP. that. Like the NBA? An MLB Like the NFL? MVP. Yep, exactly. I'm into it. It's fine. So do away with the... the yeah, just uh, one MVP. One true MVP. Well, baseball's the only one that actually does that, right? Splits it up? Oh, sure. Yeah, because yeah. I don't even think the NHL does that. So. Yeah, they only have one, whatever it is, the Hart Trophy or whatever. Yeah. Although they have so many like little weird trophies. Yeah, they do. People. But still... 
Yeah, yeah. I agree. LV should convert. That's, yeah, I, I like it. All right, until next time, next week, I don't know what the fuck we're going to talk about, but we'll talk about something. Shout out Just Gentile, Dave Champlin, As always, Cody. thank you for listening to, all the way to the end, Dave Champlin, and sharing it, because I know you did. Dave, you're a great guy. Appreciate it. All right. Yeah. Thank you. See ya. Peace. Bye.